Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. As I'm recording this, it is Sunday, January 8th, and it is the last day to submit your nomination forms for the SRG Awards. If you happen to hear this on the Sunday when it releases and you have not sent your form in, please do so if you intend to. Otherwise, this won't matter for most people listening to this. But just a quick recap, the SRG Award Show will be taking place February 4th. That's a Saturday at Captain Con. They will pick a winner from a list of nominees for each award. You have the opportunity to make suggestions for who should be nominated for those awards. On the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook, there is a pinned post from the general manager, John Clace, talking about the process. You can also go to the file section of the same discussion group and get this information. But there's a spreadsheet on Facebook. Download it. Fill it out. You can make multiple nominees per category. If you have no nominees for a category, Mark it X or N slash A. When you're done, email that form to John Clace at SRG Universe. Again, Sunday, January 28th is the deadline. Remember, this is not a vote. This is just giving them a list of people you would like them to consider to be nominated for one of the SRG awards. All right. Next story. The Royal Rumble Lotteries. For those of you who are familiar with professional wrestling, WWE, at the end of this month, is having a pay-per-view major event, the Royal Rumble. There are multiple matches on the card of that event, but two of the featured matches are Royal Rumble matches. These are over-the-top battle royal matches where... There are 30 people in the match. At the start of the match, two people square off, try to eliminate each other by throwing one of the others over the top rope and landing on the floor, both feet on the floor at ringside. As the match goes on, I believe it's every five minutes or so, another person enters the match. It might be two minutes. I'm not 100% sure on the time. But entrance enter the match throughout until all 30 men have come down. Of course, people are getting eliminated during this time. The winner of the match wins the Royal Rumble the past few years, and I think this year is the same. The prize is the winner gets a shot at a championship of their choice in WWE. In conjunction with this, SRG Universe runs a lottery based on the Royal Rumble. You buy a ticket... To the lottery, there are 30 tickets available in the lottery because there are only 30 people in the Royal Rumble. They randomly assign you an entrant number 1 through 30. If your entrant number wins the Rumble, then you get a prize. There are currently 
five Rumbles they've put out. Three of them have sold out. Two have spots remaining. The three that sold out are a lottery based on the Men's Royal Rumble match where the winner will receive a copy of the AJ Styles competitor set. Another Rumble lottery based on the Men's Royal Rumble match where the winner will be able to create a competitor, full competitor set in Super Show the Game. And then a lottery based on the Women's Royal Rumble match where the winner will be able to create a competitor in Super Show the Game. Those are sold out. All 30 spots are filled. There are two lotteries still active. One based on the men's match, one based on the women's match. Both have the same top prize. If you randomly get the entrant number that goes on to win the match, you will be able to create a competitor in Super Show the Game. Again, a full competitor set, not just the competitor card. You get all three finishes as well. Those are the prizes that they have announced. Now, in the past... They have offered additional prizes based on if the entrant number you have had the most eliminations, was in the match the longest, was in the match the shortest, had the most incredible recovery. Think Kofi Kingston, if you're familiar with Royal Rumble matches and his history in them. Categories like that. If somebody would win two categories, they go to the next person. I believe one year. Edge won the Royal Rumble, but he was also the man who was in the match the longest. So they gave that prize to the man who was in the match the second longest. They went to the next entrant number. Because Edge, like I said, won that lottery. So whoever had his entrant number won the top prize. It's $30 a ticket if you want to buy a ticket in the Rumble lottery. When you buy your ticket, you'll be given the option to have one of six Ikuzo skill requirement cards added to your order. So the way I always think of these lotteries is you're buying the card they're selling and then you may happen to win the top prize. So if you want to think of it that way, you can go in. They have all six skill requirement cards in the Ikuzo Super Show line. As far as I know, they're all currently in stock. When it first started, Colossal Smash wasn't, but I believe they did add it back, although it could be sold out now. I did not check. But cards like Colossal Smash, Cyber Attack, Field of Fire, Poison Stars, all of those skill requirement cards, when you buy your ticket, you get to pick one of those that you will get. And then when the Royal Rumble happens in about four weeks, I think, three weeks at this point, then you will have your number at that point. It'll be randomly assigned. Then you'll see if your entrant wins the whole thing. These lotteries have always been a big thing here because it's a way for people to get competitors in the game outside of paying full price or winning a CCC or a create a competitor tournament. So these are always big news when they happen. People get excited about it. So if you want to have a competitor created for you in Super Show the Game, you don't want to pay out the full retail price. You could consider, especially if you want one of these Ikuzo skill cards, go buy the skill card and then get yourself a shot at maybe getting yourself a competitor and super show the game. 
That's the Royal Rumble Lottery News. Super Show Go App News. I reported weeks past that they were looking for people to be playtesters in Alpha. There was a sign-up period where people could submit sign-ups for that. That period has closed. The emails to the people they are selecting to be playtesters have gone out. For Apple playtesters, I believe they've been made aware of their selection as playtesters, but there's still a holdup with the Apple Store, so they have not yet been told when they will be able to start playing. Android, I believe the Android testers may be starting soon. I don't really have a lot of information on either, but I know the emails went out to them. I know there was a different issue with the Android app, but I expect we'll see Android playtesters start playtesting soon, and then Apple still kind of up in the air at this point. Championship matches. We've had a lot of championship matches this week, and we're actually going to have more to let the listeners behind the curtain for a minute. I'm recording this portion of the show before Sunday Night Fights happens. I will, at the end of the show, tack on the results from Sunday Night Fights. There are, from what I understand, two tag team championship matches happening tonight. I'll give you those results at the end of the show. But we've had a number of championship matches and matches for championship shots this week already. So let me start Monday night. We knew this from last week's show. There was going to be a six-man grand battle match where the winner of the grand battle match would be the next contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. The winner would face Big Match Pete for that belt. The six men were chosen at random. Their entrance order was chosen at random. So the first two men in the match were originally the Italian Bombada, but switch up at the last second, Shaggy Shark came in playing as Shaggy Shark. And the second man in was the star maker, Everett Stevens, playing as his fellow Proving Ground member, Mr. C. Those were the first two man in. The crowd meter, as I talked about last week, goes up every six turns. Every six turns, a new player enters. So the third man in, the judge Tim Riley playing as Duff Martin. The fourth man in, Pat the Thinker as D3. The fifth man in, the player of the era, Press 1P as Combat Chris. And the final man in, Ken Fouché playing as Kronos. The first man out of the match was the player of the era himself. Not a big surprise. He's always going to be a target in matches like this. He was eliminated by the judge, Tim Riley, at crowd meter three. The next man out, the star maker himself, Everett Stevens. He was eliminated by the other man who started the match with him, Shaggy Shark, at crowd meter four. Shaggy Shark ends up being the next man to go out, eliminated by Pat the Thinker at crowd meter five. Pat the Thinker himself wouldn't last much longer. He also goes out at crowd meter five, eliminated by the judge, Tim Riley. So we're left with the judge, Tim Riley, versus Ken Fouché as Kronos, the last two men 
in the Grand Battle match. And the winner, again at Crowd Meter 5, I believe that is the maximum crowd meter in the Grand Battle match format. The Judge Tim Riley. The Judge Tim Riley eliminates Ken Fouché. He will be the next man to face Big Match Pete for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. Congratulations to the Judge for this victory. Very interesting results. One of the notes early in the match was that three of the men in the match, Shaggy Shark, Everett Stevens, and Press 1P, had all been in the Impact faction, although at this point only Press 1P remains. There were some thoughts that we may see an alliance of these current and former Impact members. That didn't happen. Instead, they were the first three eliminated from the match. But again, congratulations to the judge, Tim Riley, for his victory. The next championship match, Wednesday night, and there are two Wednesday nights. The first is a match that goes very long. The hardcore championship is on the line. The current champion, Harvey Lester, playing as Scott Prime, faces the challenger, the Royal Empress, playing as Mallory the Destroyer. Like I mentioned before, this was a long match. It went all the way to crowd meter four. It went over an hour, going from memory. In the end, the winner, after a long, hard-fought match, still champion, Harvey Lester. Congratulations to Harvey Lester for successfully defending the Hardcore Championship. The second match of the night doesn't go nearly as long. The LFF Trios Championship on the line the current champion practicite with the family takes on Bobby Ohio, who we learn is playing as the firing squad. This was a much shorter match, just a few turns, crowd meter zero. The winner here, new champion, Bobby Ohio. Congratulations to Bobby Ohio for becoming the new LFF trios champion. After these matches, we learned that the next challenger for the LFF Hardcore Belt is going to be Alexander Slamilton. And the next challenger for the Trios Belt is going to be Matt Barone. No information yet about when or where those matches will happen, but those are the next contenders. We've also had some other contenders announced for the Deep Six Championship. This is the championship played under six stop rules. Each player in the match could only have six stop cards in their deck. The next challenger for that belt will be Zach Ashley. Zach Ashley will be playing as Haltane and he will face current champion Yasmin, who plays as Amazing Red with this championship, in a main event match. We also know. That, and I have not seen a date or time on this, the next contender for the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship is going to be, and I saw it reported as, John Schnur. That could be a mistake. It could be Loudmouth Leo Larynx. Those people get confused. Those two men get confused quite often. I suspect it's Loudmouth. I suspect this is the shot he's getting because the higher class one faction wars three and so they got various title shots that's his shot 
he's going to be facing Alec Ventresca for that belt. Since I'm talking about higher class title shots, it has also been announced that on the January 15th episode of Sunday Night Fights, the LFF Underworld Champion Brock Smith, the GOAT Brock Smith, will face higher class member Mysterious. That's the next match for the Underworld Championship a week from today as I record this. Also on that same Sunday Night Fights match card, Split will take on the Foreman. The Foreman, newcomer in the LFF, will face, at this point, veteran. I'd say last year this time, relatively new player. This year, you have to say veteran. He's definitely the veteran in that match. But two matches next week, Sunday Night Fights, the 15th Sunday Night Fights. Split versus the Foreman. And I'm assuming at this point, the main event of Sunday Night Fights the LFF Underworld Championship on the line as the challenger Mysterious takes on champion the GOAT Brock Smith. That's it for championship news outside of Sunday Night Fights appearing at the end of the show. The next bit of news I have involves the Weapon Series. Every year since I've played the game, SRG Universe has put out a Weapon Series, meaning cards based on weapons. So the first year which I believe was 2019, I could be wrong on this, but the first year was tables, ladders, and steel chains. That was followed up by, I'm just going from memory here, next we had kendo sticks, steel chairs, and ring steps. The year after that was pineapples, trash cans, and sledgehammers. Well, this year, they put up a poll as to what the new weapon should be. There are a bunch of options. People can add options. Right now, the top three vote-getters are guitars, microphones, and cans of soup. Cans of soup may seem weird to you, but it's related to the Dangerous World Order and the Dangerous Alliance more specifically. That tag team of Ricky Riot and the collector Sean Loeb. The poll, as far as I know, is still open. So if you want to vote in the Weapon Series, it's pinned at the top of the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook. They have decided to go ahead and start creating guitars as a weapons card for the Weapon Series this year. So as of right now, if you go to supershowthegame.com, go to New Items, there's an entry where you can submit art to be considered for those cards. It's $90 to get your art featured on the Guitars Weapon Series. I don't know if the Guitars Series is going to be Grapple. They used a Grapple picture on the graphic on supershowthegame.com. So it would seem those guitar cards are going to be grapples. Could be wrong, but that's what it is right now. Last I looked, it was $90 to get your art featured on those cards. So it would allow you to essentially pick what the competitors are, what move they're performing with the guitar, all of those things. And then Steve will use those art images as he sees fit 
when he creates the actual cards. I don't believe you get feedback. I could be wrong on that. That's the weapon series. And then finally, since I mentioned Faction Wars before, and when I say finally, I mean finally before we get to tournament results and Sunday Night Fights. The last bit of news I have before tournament results and Sunday Night Fights from this past week is that the first phase of Faction Wars 4 should be underway. The deadline for all the teams to submit their deck lists was last night. That means that the period for them to play their matches started today, and they have about two weeks to get all of their matches played. I will give you more information on that when the Phase 1 period closes and we have results. But right now, the Phase 1 period is open. Faction Wars 4 players are playing their matches. And when this is over, we will have the top 8 in Faction Wars 4. That brings us to tournament results from the past week. I only have online tournament results right now. If you would like me to report on your locals, please send the locals results to outlawmudcast at gmail.com. For those of you who send your tournament results into Talk of the Universe, just copy me on the email. Copy that address so I'll get them to and I can report on your results. Online tournaments. There were two online tournaments Monday night. The first started around the time, I believe, started around the time of the Grand Battle match I reported on earlier. They launched a second one, so people who were in that Grand Battle could play in it. I'll give you the results of both. The first tournament had 16 players. Group stages, four groups of four. Each person in the group played the other three. Top two records from each group advanced, so they cut to a top eight. In the quarterfinal round, all the matches were dark matches. In the semifinal round, all the matches were standard singles matches, except they had a special guest referee. That referee was Fotista. And then the finals match was a steel cage match. As far as I know, there was not a third place match here. The top four were your two semifinalists, Will Priest playing as Shane Hurricane Helms, and the prize fighter, Simon Davner, playing as the original Brian Cage. The finalists were Prince Butters as MBK, Matt Travis, and Chris Pate as Big Bad Bobby D. With the winner of the first Monday night event, Chris Pate as Big Bad Bobby D. Congratulations to him. The second Monday night event, 12 players, three groups, I believe. Each group had four. Top two from each group advanced, so we have a top six. Two triad matches made up the semifinals. And then the winners of each went on to the finals, which was a main event match. The four semifinalists were Fotista playing as Fotista, Drew Madsen playing as Kenny Omega, the star maker Everett Stevens playing as Michael Mosley, and the judge Tim Riley playing as the Roach, Noel Torres Jr. The finalists were the SRG BOSS playing as Homicide and the Player of the Era, John Press 1P playing as Forley Flint. The main event match goes to Crowd Meter 3. The winner 
the player of the era, Press 1P. Congratulations to him for his victory. Thursday night, Chibi is not running. Instead, Leo the Law is running the event. Sold out event, 24 players. I'm assuming group stages, but I don't know that for sure. It's a cut to a top 12, and then to a top 8, a top 4, and then a finals match. In the round to go from top 12 to top 8, they used Ring of Fire matches. In the quarterfinal round, they were steel cage matches. In the semifinal round, they were submission matches. And the finals match, as well as the third place match, was a Psycho Circus match. In the third place match, we saw Ant West playing as the antagonist and Johnny Korea. And I don't have a competitor for Johnny Korea. But Ant West wins and takes third place. The finalists were Swaggy D playing as Danny Limelight versus Craig Brett playing as Najima. The winner of the Thursday night event, Swaggy D. Congratulations to Swaggy D for winning Thursday night. Friday. There's a pop-up event. I have very little information about this pop-up event. The top four were, and from what I understand, there's no third-place match. So the top four, the two semifinalists are Brock Smith playing as Amazing Red and Brian Lee playing as the Trashman. The finalists were the Cannoli playing as Hiroshi Tanahashi. I apologize if I have that incorrect. That's one of the New Japan Pro Wrestling competitors. And Andrew Mackey, the Harm City Hitman, playing as the heel of Bastille, Alana Antoinette. The winner of the Friday Night Pop-Up event, the Harm City Hitman, Andrew Mackey. Congratulations to him for his victory. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There were two matches on the match card on this night's episode of Sunday Night Fights, the January 8th episode. The opening match was for the LFF Tag Team Championship. The challengers who won the tag team tournament at Origins in 2022, the Animal Kingdom, the team of the Cheetah and Le Penguin. Cheetah was playing as Captain CJ Spara in the match. Le Penguin was playing as Scarlet Graves. The champions were the Dangerous Alliance, Michigan's most dangerous alliance. This is the team of Chris Pate playing as Big Bad Bobby D and Sean Loeb playing as Combat Chris. This match went between 30 and 40 minutes. It went up to crowd meter one. The winner still champions the Dangerous Alliance. Congratulations to them for their victory. The next match, the final match of the night, the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship on the line. Surprised that the LFF Tag Team Championship wasn't the main event? Could this be New York bias? I don't know. Some people might say it is. But the main event tonight, the LFF Tri-State, the Regional Tag Team Championship. The challengers, the kings of the Tri-State. I'm not sure if it was Bjorn the Norseman 
or King Bjorn, but Bjorn was playing as King Bjorn, and the Screaming Danchi was playing as the Screaming Danchi. That was the Kings of New York. Those are your challengers. The champions, Philadelphia. The prize fighter, Simon Dabner, playing as Johnny Gargano, and the star maker, Everett Stevens, playing as the Shadow Phoenix. This match went about the same amount of time. It went all the way to crowd meter two. The winners here still champions Philadelphia. So both champions retain tonight. Afterwards, we had the following announcements. The Tornado Tag Team Championship, the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship, will be defended Wednesday night. Alec Ventresca, the champion, versus challenger John Schnur. That's how he was announced on Sunday Night Fights, so that's what I'm saying here. We also know that the next LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship match will take place at Rumble at the Rumble at the end of this month. The contenders have not been announced, just the location of the match. And then finally, as far as championship announcements go, the next LFF Tag Team Championship contenders are the tag team that won at Gen Con under the bridge. Brad Iyer, James Booker will challenge Chris Pate and Sean Loeb for the LFF Tag Team Championship. While I was editing, the following information came in from Misos Games out of Louisville, Kentucky. They had a small tournament earlier today, five-player round robin. The top three in this round robin end up being in third place, playing as Hiroshi Tanahashi, Emma June, new player as far as I know. Second place, Harvey Luster, playing as the big, bad kaiju O'Shea Edwards. And the winner, playing as the newest version of Lady Baba, the phenomenal one, Kirk Polk. Congratulations to him for that victory. As far as matches for next week, as of right now on supershowthegame.com, nothing has been posted, but expect something Monday night. Expect something Thursday night. Dojo is always Tuesday night. And just keep your eye out. Check the website. Check the posts on Facebook for any kind of pop-up event. One thing of note, I made a slight mistake on the email address to send the uh, SRG Award nomination form in. I just said John Clase at SRG Universe. It's John Clase at srguniverse.com. Don't forget the .com. If you happen to hear this Sunday night, January 8th, email your form in. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.